1893, the world came to Chicago. The world's Columbian Exposition was 400 years in the making. It was planned to celebrate the anniversary of Christopher Columbus's arrival in America, and Chicago was chosen as the place where the exposition would be held. The exposition grounds took shape on a stretch of boggy Lake Michigan shoreline that consisted of windblown sand, mud, rocks, and trees. An architect named Daniel Burnham would transform the land into a vast wonderland of canals, lakes, palaces, rides, shows, and immense buildings that were electrically illuminated at night and gleamed so brightly in the daytime sunshine that the fair was dubbed the White City. But not everything that happened at the Columbian Exposition was wonderful. Behind the shining mask of the White City was a darkness both terrifying and deadly. It was in that darkness where monsters lurked. Confidence men, thieves, and pickpockets found easy targets on the fairgrounds. Robberies, muggings, and assaults plagued visitors, and the innocent were scandalized by the presence of Chicago's notorious red light district, which was only a short distance away. The levee, as it was known, did a booming business during the fair, thanks to those who were not so innocent. And there was worse. On the evening of the fair's Chicago Day celebration, the city's five-term mayor, Carter Harrison, was shot to death in his home by a disgruntled office seeker, which cast a dark shadow over the final weeks of the exposition. After the fairgrounds eventually went dark, the list of those who never made it back to the small town or city they traveled from turned out to be so long it had settled even veteran police officers. For many of those travelers, foul play was suspected. Even to this day, though, their fates remain unknown. And that's largely because when efforts were made to track down some of the missing, it was discovered that many never left Chicago. Their trails went cold somewhere on the south side of the city. And after that, they were never seen again. Was this just a coincidence or something worse? For travelers across the country, Chicago offered every sort of accommodation possible. Visitors with large bank accounts could stay at a luxury hotel downtown, while those on smaller budgets were happy to settle for a well-kept boarding house. The demand was so great for decent lodging, especially within walking distance of the fairgrounds, that anyone with a clean room to spare could pick up a few extra dollars by renting a room to a desperate tourist. A landlord with even a few empty apartments could make a nice profit in a very short amount of time. In Englewood, which was then a separate community on Chicago's south side, travelers had several options for places to stay during the World's Fair. There were a few small hotels and a number of boarding houses along 69th Street. And at the spot where the street intersected with Wallace Avenue was a commercial building that contained a few shops, including a pharmacy and a jewelry store. Two of the upper floors of the building had been converted into what the owner was advertising as his World's Fair hotel. That owner's name, of course, was a man named H.H. H. Holmes. We'll never know how many fairgoers stayed at the hotel between May and October 1893. 
any more than we'll ever know just how many of those guests checked into the World's Fair Hotel, but never checked out. In season three of the Dead Men Do Tell Tales podcast, Troy Taylor, that's me, and Cody Beck will be presenting Sinister, the true story of H.H. Holmes, an in-depth look at the life and crimes of one of America's most notorious killers. Forget what you think you know, because we'll be taking an authentic look at Holmes in a way you've never heard before. There's no denying that Holmes is one of the most fascinating killers in American history. He was cool, calculating, and a very appealing man. He was well-dressed, charming, and had the power to seduce and marry multiple women at the same time. According to popular belief, though, he was not a raging psychopath who killed hundreds of people in his hotel, that building that was later dubbed the Murder Castle. Holmes killed for money and out of necessity to cover his tracks and always to line his pockets. His legend has grown to be larger than life, but this season, we're going to be pursuing the true story of Holmes. And while doing that, we'll also be dispelling some of the myths that exist about him, too. For instance, there's a famous quote that he included in a confession he wrote while in prison. If you have any interest in Holmes at all, you've probably seen it. It's the one where he says that he was, quote, born with the devil in me. Well, that's a notorious quote that's been included in just about everything ever written about Holmes. But the problem is he never said it. It was likely the work of a newspaper reporter putting together a good story. You see, Holmes lied. He lied all the time, mostly just because he could. In this case, though, someone probably lied about him, and it wouldn't be the first or last time. You know, like the many claims that Holmes was the first American serial killer. He wasn't. There were lots of serial killers in this country before Holmes came along. He just happened to get the most attention at a time when America needed a story to distract them. While the 1893 World's Fair was happening, America was suffering from a terrible national bank panic and depression, almost as bad as the one that would come in 1929. The sensational story of H.H. Holmes came along at just the right moment. And finally, it doesn't matter what you've seen on TV or read in a magazine, H.H. Holmes was not Jack the Ripper. And later this season, I'm going to prove that to you. But don't believe for a moment that Holmes was not an evil man. In fact, he was perhaps the purest kind of evil. A man who could commit swindles, cheat people out of their life savings, marry multiple women, and murder an unknown number of people without ever feeling even a second of guilt. I don't believe the devil was ever at the side of H.H. Holmes, as that uh, famous quote goes. I think the devil himself would have been afraid of him. So we hope that you'll join us for our new season of Dead Men Do Tell Tales, which you can enjoy by becoming a Patreon supporter of American Hauntings. To do that, just go to patreon.com slash American Hauntings and choose from the different levels of support. We can't thank you enough for being a listener of the American Hauntings podcast, and we hope you'll take us up on the chance to get a little more of us in your life every week. Thanks. Thanks.